Oh my gosh. Mess. Oh my goodness gracious. Do we got some spoilers to bring Ooh, up? Oh my goodness gracious. Yes. It's gonna get spicy. It's gonna mm. be spoiled, but sure as heck, it's gonna be tasty because we have mm. a pretty cool guest here today. Don't Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, oh, right. Before I bring on my first guest. Hi, guys. Welcome. Thanks for hanging out hi. with us. I'm Alex Mack, part of the Cold Action crew, and I'm here with the lovely Miss Max. <laughs> and we are going to be breaking down uh, the next match in the Tournament of Teams, Teams Tournament for a Schmodown. It's going to be awesome. We're finally coming to a closing in into the next round of the team's tournament for Schmodown. And we have a competitor that we're going to be breaking down her match uh, today, actually, between the lethal weapons representing the usual suspects led by Sam Levine up against Deception that is represented by Shannon Barney being part of Corruption. So mm -hmm. a lot to take in, a lot to take in. All right. So we're going to go ahead and bring up our guest, Miss Marisol McKee. What's up, girl? Hey. Hello, ladies. How's it going? Oh, it's it's going fabulous. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful evening. Life is good. <laughs> life is good. Life is good. Your positivity is uh, very, very nice right now, I have to say. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world, but you're a pretty positive you know, person in this whole situation. Am I exaggerating or are you faking it? No, no, no. You just got to take it a day at a time. There's a lot of darkness mm. in the world right now, but but it's that much more important that we hold on to those moments that are just sweet. Mm. And today was just sweet. So Yes. A very mm. sweet mat for you in particular. Absolutely. Yes. All right. Guys, thanks so much again for hanging out with us for this breakdown. And Megs, this is going to be a really interesting match for you in particular yes. because we're going to be diving into the first segment of tonight's episode, which is match my stats. Mix, take it away, girl. What have we got here today? Oh my goodness. We had the lethal weapons up against deception. When we come out of round one, deception is up 15-14 with Ethan Irwin and Adam Collins both coming out with perfect rounds plus the bonus. Uh, Andrew Guy and Marisol McHugh coming out with five and six points respectively. Deception elects to spin that wheel first, and they come out with taking Harrison Ford on that first spin, and they go 11 for 12 available points, only checking down the multiple choice once. Then we get into the lethal weapons. They spend that dreaded opponent's choice on that first time, so they are saddled with Alfred Hitchcock films. They are able to answer three of their questions by checking down the multiple choice, one going for the full two points, However, they do give up two two-point steals, which Deception is able to scoop up, and that unfortunately puts us into a 19-30 to 30, uh, score by the end, which results in a KO or knockout. Uh, lethal Weapons are able to answer 18 of their 23 questions, giving them a 78.3%, and Deception is able to answer 23 of 25 questions with a, for a 92%. And Lethal Weapons is able to attain 63% of their 30 available points and Deception getting 88% of their 34 available points. Ooh, Spoilers. Boy. <laughs> Spoiled. 
that's that's a lot to take in uh, mm -hmm. for for this match and i do want to give you guys a heads up like diving into this match you know the usual suspects obviously are now exactly in a situation where where they're in exactly in contention for a faction of the year manager of the year or anything like that you know they're definitely on the lower tier of the faction standings with a whopping 22 points currently versus corruption currently at 62 points obviously in first place and in this whole situation definitely puts a little bit of extra icing on that cake that's for it does mm -hmm. are you excited to sprinkles all of it well are you excited to contribute such to that icing on the cake Oh my god. Oh my god, yeah. I mean, I mean this is it's a, it's a super squad. It's a super faction and and it's it's exciting to be on it, but even more exciting to feel like like you said, like you are contributing in some way to to mm -hmm. um and you know, we all have each other's backs and it makes it it makes it that much more rewarding when it like when it really pays off, you know, and you can put your hat in there and and, and say that you say that you help the team out to move us all forward. Um, and that's what, that's, that's, that just makes today feel that much better. Well, and especially going into the beginning of the season, everyone was very critical of Shannon's draft, thinking that she didn't have a strong squad, that she didn't have much potential. And now a lot of where you guys are at, yes, a lot of rookies. Um, but you guys have just all molded together so well under Shannon's tutelage to where you guys are well on the way to essentially tying up the faction standing lead um, if things continue to go your guys' way in this tournament. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She knows how to she knows how to take all those ingredients together and make one hell of a stew. I'll tell you that. Um, yeah, and here we are, like you said. Yeah, well, real quick, real quick. Um, when who was the first person to propose the idea of deception being a team of uh, of you and Adam Collins? Who was the first person to be like, hey, let's put these two together based off their X, Y, and Z? They could totally mesh well perfectly. Um, it was it was like really it was truly it was truly organic. It was something that was like there's something in the air, and and all the chips really fell into play. <laughs> really did fall into place. Like when it was wrapping up, it was right around that time. Um, um, it was right around that time when um, Mike and Chance uh, when Mike and Chance won when they had that stellar victory um, against the founding fathers. Um, that it was it was it was almost like a, a simultaneous thing like i was thinking it adam was thinking it um and we we were we were thinking it without even like saying it to each other and and shannon came to us and, and was just like mm -hmm. so this is happening do you guys how do you guys feel about this i've been thinking about this do you guys want this to happen is this going to be a thing and it was just it, it couldn't have said yes any faster so it was there was no convincing there was no somebody had to pitch it and get get somebody else on board, you know, like mm -hmm. it was, it was, it was, it was a reflection of a manager being on the same page with her, with her, with her squad, mm -hmm. with her players, um, having the right instinct and then meeting her, meeting her right there with the, with the yes, mm -hmm. with the confirmation. So that's Shannon. Awesome. Yeah. I know, um, you know, someone actually pointed out in the chat, which I, I think, it, you know, it makes sense. You know, uh, Shannon didn't have a good draft. Those criticisms were and are still valid. And I just to point out, you know, when she did draft, I, I do think she had a very much draft that was high risk, high reward, mm -hmm. you know, and 
and that's what it came from it. And you know, she didn't very similar to Kaiser. She didn't dress right. safely. She didn't dress safely, you know, with the, so many team players. She, she went with a lot of rookies and, you know, it just worked out in her favor this season. And obviously <laughs> very much so. And that actually comes into our next segment, which mm -hmm. is match thesis. So guys, uh, you know, match thesis specifically is our biggest bold thought regarding this match, anything that, um, any huge takeaways from this match, the best moments of this, the worst this, whatever it may be, is it coming from our big thoughts regarding this match? Now, Megs, Miss Numbers Queen, did yes. you have any big match thesis for this match? I did. Um, and this is something that has kind of been developing ever since uh, the beginning of the singles tournament. But my big takeaway from this is that Collins is having the most dominant rookie season for a singles and teams competitor since Anarchy season. So overall? Yes. So it's dominant rookie season of all time? Mm-hmm. When you're, when you're talking about a combination of singles and teams, the performance we've seen so far. Girl. Hey, it's a thought. It is a thesis. That is a bold thesis. I'm so here for it. I love that. <laughs> uh, Marcel, I obviously, uh, now you are a competitor in this match, but, uh, you know, behind the scenes and everything, do you have any match thesis regarding this match as well? Well, I mean, look, there's just the, the stakes behind it are, are, I feel like disproportionately huge for two rookies coming into a match. Like when has there ever been like expectations, you know? So I feel mm -hmm. like, I feel like, expectations like this for for two pretty pretty new competitors so i mean i you gotta go big or go home so i think uh going into this match you say like okay well this is a situation that we haven't anticipated before and been and anticipated on this level so let's let's go all mm -hmm. the way for it you know let's 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 swing for it and let's expect big things and let's and let's put our money on that so I, I definitely, well, I definitely agree with you there for uh, Marisol is that you guys are definitely one of the best rookie teams we've seen this season, period. There's no arguing that, um, you know, and again, spoilers ahead. We're like actively going into this match. If you haven't seen this match, sorry, but like it was from the get go, <laughs> you know, um, you know, for, for this one in particular, I actually, didn't realize it, but I, I actually ended up posting in September 10th of this year, I actually posted my thesis for this match, which is just putting this out there. Shannon is the best manager for a Schmodown rookie, hashtag Schmodown. So I put that, yeah, look at that, September 10th. Uh -huh, you did I that. I did that. And this, and I, and I totally actually forgot about that, like that, uh, my theory behind it, but watching this just reaffirmed, um, reaffirmed my idea surrounding that. So that is my match thesis. And we're going to go into this one in particular, and we're going to kind of dive into why Shannon specifically is a really great manager for rookies. Um, yeah, so yeah, there's a lot of love for everyone in the chat, but also Adam's like, hey, Marisol, Laura, Hewitt, um, you know, all are pretty stellar competitors. Mm -hmm. I agree more, but also can't forget, guys, draft Maxwell. 
Yes. Um, not sure what's going on, but people say blame PLD, and I appear uh, as if it's <laughs> those things are true. We always blame PLD. <laughs> always, always blame PLD. <laughs> All right. Okay. So we're going to be diving into the match itself. All right. Mm -hmm. uh, now, just going to go ahead and pull this up here. And again, we are just not going to be going into the promos or any of that stuff. We're going to be diving straight into the match. Oh, whoopsie. Um, ooh, should I kiss? Oh, oh, whoopsie. I forgot I'm logged on as my other. Anyway, I, I do it to that's myself. Okay. That's okay. You know, well, you can't okay. forget oh. your you can't forget your skincare, Alex. I mean, this is essential. as an esthetician. <laughs> literally, it's my job. I was say that this applies. <laughs> <laughs> literally, my job. Um, now going into this match, Marisol, did you feel a lot of pressure from from Shannon all that much going into it? Did you put a lot of pressure on yourselves or did you guys kind of just have this feeling of whatever's happens happens? Um, no pressure from the, from either my teammate or my manager because they, God bless them. They just believe in me so much. Um, they, I, I, my biggest, my biggest hurdle was myself was just, was the, the most pressure was put on by me on myself. Um, I I didn't want to disappoint anybody. Um, mm -hmm. Just speaking like directly because of Adam. Adam had already made. Oh my gosh, Adam had already made a name for himself in 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 the biggest possible way, um, and I was feeling pressure personally just to just to be worthy of that, be worthy of being his partner. Um, and, and none of that pressure came from, came from him. He, mm -hmm. he would remind me every day that I was, you know, like he was right there giving me all the confidence. Um, he had all the confidence in me and the world. He wasn't faking it. Um, he had all the confidence and he still does have all the confidence in me and the world. Um, he wasn't worried about it. Um, and he put that forward. Um, he put that, he pushed that energy forward, like moving into this match, which I think shows. And I, um, help lifted me through this match a lot um, because most of the pressure was coming from me. And the same goes for Shannon. Shannon, Shannon was unwavering. Shannon had no doubts. Um, and she was, she was just, just barking votes of confidence left and right um, for us. Um, so yeah. Well, how does, well, with that being said, I mean, how does she, I don't want to say train you or prep you, but how does she make you feel so confident going into a match like this? I know, like, let's be honest. I, I know you just said it yourself just a few moments ago, but we are all like 95% of the time we are our, our own, own worst, worst, crap, you know, yeah. it's hard not to be, you know? And so how does, what does Shannon do to you and Adam specifically that makes you feel that much better, that much more confident going into a match like this when, you know, there are stakes, you know, sure. But there, the stakes aren't like all on you guys to succeed. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she does well by not disillusioning us, like reminding us of the facts, um, that, um, that, that, that we were ahead, but it, it doesn't, it wasn't, it wouldn't be that it wasn't going to be on our shoulders or that, or that even though like, if this happens, it will be nice, but nobody's, but nobody's expecting that from you. Like she wouldn't put that pressure on like, this is what we, this is what we must do. She has the confidence in our abilities that we would accomplish it, but it's not like she, she mm -hmm. didn't make us feel like, like, all right, because we're, 
like we're winning the faction war, right? That's the mentality you guys are going into this. Like, you know, like it's just, mm-hmm. you guys are excellent. So you're going to win this game. And then, you know, by extension, yeah, we'll win the faction war. But she, she mm-hmm. knows what she has in front of her and she would just remind us, remind us of um, what our strengths are, what their weaknesses are. Um, with her insight, she would use it to to anticipate like she was in, able to anticipate a lot of what Andrew Guy um, was going to bring to the table here, because that was the big, like, like that was the big, um, that was the mystery factor here. You know, she was, we were upfront about what to expect from Ethan and, and prepare for all scenarios with Guy. Um, you know, whether the ways that he's going to, he may have um, um, tried to get in our heads or not. She wanted us to be ready for like worst case scenarios um, and best case scenarios. And that, and just by talking about like things, bad things that could happen, um, as well as the good things that can, it, it kind of sheds, it sheds instead of just like brushing over them and acting like they're not going to happen and be like, you're great. You're going to crush it. You're going to kill it. You're amazing. You know, it, 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 it makes you feel, um, it made me feel, uh, that right there made me feel more confident about going into it because it, it was just, there was a, just a transparency there and there and, and an honesty there. Mm-hmm. That awesome. makes you feel like you can conquer anything. Genuine like in a genuine very, sense. I, I feel like it's it's can be very difficult for that for a manager to do that because sometimes managers can make you feel overconfident in a way that's not realistic. Mm-hmm. Like you need to buckle down and you need to actively try and like work on this. But at the same mm-hmm. time, you got this. You're okay. You're good. You know, you're in a safe space. You know, but you don't need to be an asshole about it, if that makes sense. You know, um, mm-hmm. sometimes if, if you go into a match like overly confident, you know, and, you know, and maybe, I don't know, maybe, I don't know if Ellie the Weapon did potentially going into this match if they were or whatever it might be, but, you know, overconfidence can really kill you sometimes, unfortunately. She, and, and it can, and, and it wasn't overconfidence, it was just confidence in the strategy, and we did strategize. Um, and when you have a clear plan rather than, like I said, like saying, just like, you're awesome and you're going to kill it. Just like, just keep studying kids. Like, you know, like you're, you're gonna be great when you really lay out like an actual strategy and you can, you can break, break it down and and really like, um, and lay out a path to victory against your opponents. It makes all the difference in the world. It's not by accident. It's just not just like hoping you get the questions right. And, you know, and be like, Oh, I'm great. I can do it. You actually know what you're doing and can anticipate anticipate what's what's going to happen in the match even if going into here like you know like i miss a couple questions you know in the first round um but mm-hmm. we were we were uh, you don't you prepare for all scenarios wasn't hoping that would happen but we were not phased at all that it did either of us you know like we were just prepared to keep moving forward um, uh, something i saw that was interesting it was a little bit earlier we're uh now in about looks like uh question five give or take um but they threw in movie quotes as a category in round one, which, which I have not seen in quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when you hear that, what was kind of your gut reaction of, wow, we haven't seen this come up very often this season, if at all. Um, movie quotes is, yeah, it's, it's an infamous, it's an infamous uh, category because mm-hmm. it's all the movies <laughs> ever. 
Right. Of all time. Of all time. <laughs> all decades, um, all genres. Like, F so that category. <laughs> Seriously. It, it, it makes sense. That's why it scares scares the pants off of people, because it really is a crapshoot. Either you saw that movie or you didn't, or like, or like you, or you've paid enough attention to general quotes and, or you haven't. And what is good about uh, what is I, I really love it for like a spicy a spicy category in round one is because um, especially the question writers are not making it. You're not going to find their quotes on like you know the AFI top 100 or something like that. You're not going to find the obvious quotes. They don't. They're they're smarter than that. They dig a little deeper than that. They will pull like quotes from probably like popular movies, which they did here. Mm -hmm. I mean they mm -hmm. usually do, but not not the obvious quote from those movies, which I really do appreciate and. It it worked on me here, so um, I, I overthought it. I just overthought it. I just I just didn't think they were gonna ask another question about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because they just love they just love that movie. They, especially they round go, one. They tend to go through phases of movies where they oh, go through a bunch of a particular strain of movies and then they move on to something else. So like actors, like oh my gosh, the Sean Connery questions. Yes. We need like a lot of these matches were like filmed like weeks, sometimes months ago. And it's it's just funny kind of seeing that all kind of play out now. Um this for this question in particular for the anime question, I also kept yes. thinking I also got it wrong because I kept thinking I know for a fact it's not Fifle Goes West because that is a sequel to mm -hmm. the first movie and that is mm -hmm. the subtitle of the right. sequel. <laughs> yes. I just of that title and I was like, I know it's not this. What give me another title? What's the other one? Yeah. yeah. I know it. I can give you a plot synopsis even without this. I know everyone. Is this, is this another situation where kind of like uh, for me, Rescuers Down Under, where the sequel is more memorable than the original? Do I love Rescuers? I think that's yeah. very valid. So very valid. Oh, the Rescuers Down Under is by far one of in my opinion, the most um, scratch that is uh, rescue. Actually, rescue done under is most underappreciated and underrated in general. Um, Disney animated film of all time. Indeed, indeed, yeah. I stand by it. That it's, one is said it. There it is, and there it is. I okay. love. <laughs> so it's oh, awesome. It, it's so mm -hmm. awesome seeing both um, Ethan and Adam able to come out with this perfect yeah. round and bonus question. I mean, obviously, I think, did you know this bonus question as well? Absolutely. I was so, say, I think you and Guy were both kicking yourselves of like, I would have known this one. I, I mean, on, I know, I know. And he said it. And, and it took a lot. It took a lot in me to say, like, you know, like, it, I, I would never, I can't bring myself to say those kind of things because, look, they speak for themselves. Like, oh, I knew that one. Well, you didn't know the three that you missed. So, so who cares? Like, you know, like, you know, like that's, that's always what I want to say when people say mm -hmm. things like that. I was like, that's, yeah, we know, we know. <laughs> We know, mm -hmm. like, of course, and of course I knew the answer to, to that bonus question, but it didn't matter because I made, I made critical. That's every, every question matters. I, I didn't, yeah. I didn't apply myself to the questions that I should have in round one. And mm -hmm. even thinking like, um, um, we had just seen like my, my miss with, uh, with Bram Stoker's Dracula. Um, and I, I kicked myself for a specific reason after, because you know, I kick myself a lot. I'm very mean to myself. Um, but uh, I kicked myself after that one because um, I, for a really particular reason. So while I didn't have the answer, I, I had written down Keanu Reeves, and mm. and who who's in the yeah. film, you know. But I just um, that was a that was one of those moments where I just like still in spite of and and I 
I had already forgot something that I want to like commit myself to when I play is like never show like a blank board, never say you don't have it, like never, mm -hmm. never give nothing, you know, because it's not, it's not, it's not useful. It's not helpful. And people like, like, even if you want, it, it's, it's something that can speak for itself in terms of people assessing your knowledge. It gives people an unfair snapshot of like your ability or your knowledge, you know, which I mm -hmm. told myself about. Um, and mm -hmm. so like at that moment, like even at that moment, you know, Andrew Geis is like, I don't have it. You just didn't have it. Um, me, I had Keanu Reeves on my board, but I still chose not to show it, you know, and, and, but at the same moment, like it looked like I just, I don't know. I don't fucking know. Like, excuse me, excuse me. Sorry for cursing. Um, I mean, or I couldn't curse, whatever. Um, I forget where I am sometimes. Uh, but it made it look like, um, yeah, like I just had no idea what that movie was or who was even in it or where it's even from. I do know actually objectively a lot about that movie. Um, and I just drew blank on Helsing. But instead of that, I just, instead of just demonstrating some kind of knowledge about the film, which would have not given me a point, um, I just, I just pretty much gave a blank board, which is something that, which is something that, uh, something that I would want to correct for the future. That's something that this was a teaching moment for me and taught me this in this mm -hmm. moment. Um, I think everyone has kind of well, their own approach of how they deal with that situation from a strategy standpoint as well. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. mm -hmm. but that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's at least my take on it. You know, I'm not gonna, mm -hmm not gonna with all of my ability i'm not gonna say anything but 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 you should at least the point of a trivia competition to to demonstrate your knowledge to the best of your ability and that's what i'm gonna try to do as uh lucas likes to remind me pretty regularly that uh in our relationship i'm the nerd because at the end of the day uh, like he's like into warhammer and D, &D and all this stuff but he's like alex people know what that is People don't know what Schmodown is. <laughs> At the end of the day, you're a bunch of really cool people chatting about trivia. <laughs> and that's what it comes down to. And sometimes the answer is it can be very difficult to put things in perspective sometimes with all the pressure that we put on ourselves. Even you guys, especially, but I mean, like, even us as reactors, like, at the end of the day, it's just like, like, you know, just kind of chill sometimes, you know, just have to remember that. Um, we are going to be going into the next uh, the next segment, which is the spin is in. We're going to do a little bit of a wheel analysis real yes. quickly. Can so, you uh, tell us what that wheel is? So on that wheel, we had Harrison Ford, Hitchcock, 2000s, famous actors and actresses, scores and soundtracks, Meryl Streep, Cullen Brothers, biopics, modern classics, Family films and, of course, spinners and opponents' choice. This is a weird wheel. It is. It's a weird wheel. Weird wheel. We we chat for like fifteen minutes about this wheel uh, before we went live, Marisol. You don't know that, but before you like came came and hung out with this, we were like, "This is such a weird flipping wheel. This is not a casual viewer's wheel." Yeah. Um, what would you call it? Now, a, a, it's a critic's wheel. It's very much a critic's wheel. Um, you know, we say that because there's a handful of categories in particular that are very specific to critics, like modern classics, Hitchcock, the Coen brothers. Um, you know, classics are also on there, I believe, as well. Um, um, it's just modern classics, not regular classics. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Thank you. You know, um, biopics. These are all very specific to movie critics, you know, you kind of expect this kind of wheel for people that are like, um, 
Alonza Duralda and Drew McQueenie and Mark Hoyk, you know, you know, like that are very traditional movie critics versus like more casual participants or people that are, uh, you know, more personalities than critics, if that makes sense. And so if, uh, and so because there's not any like huge, you know, there's not any category in particular that is very easy. <laughs> Like modern classics. What the heck is a modern classic anyway? I, I feel like the definition changes and no one really gives a clear answer what most of the time. I'm sure, there is, I'm sure there is a definition, but it feels sure. ominous. It's it's like historical epics. I don't know what a historical we, epic is. We I want know. to see this category though. So much. <laughs> I want it so bad. It, it, we, we debate that all the time and we're like, we just need a hardcore definition for Schmodown. Um, but yeah, this is a very weird wheel. Um, so with Mex, what are some of your category guesses for Deception, Team Deception? What do you think they put on the wheel? Yes. You don't need to confirm or deny anything, Marisol. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> yes. So I definitely could have seen... Um, Con Brothers and Harrison Ford being something that Lethal Weapons would have potentially put on there. Um, mainly from my knowledge of Andrew Guy, specifically not as much um, Ethan Irwin. Um, and then for Deception, um, I think your guys' choice to give them Hitchcock on Opponent's Choice gives a little bit of insight on that might have been something that you guys chose to put on there. Um, and then otherwise... Um, Nothing else was really standing out as an obvious. Again, a lot of these are very broad categories. So there aren't a whole lot of really super niche ones, except for maybe Harrison Ford, Meryl Streep, um, and in the Coen Brothers. But even those guys have very broad uh, filmographies on their own. So, Which is, which is very difficult to study for. <laughs> it's very hard. It's almost like they worked at and strategized or something. Huh, I know. <laughs> What's studying? I don't study. I don't. I don't <laughs> am I supposed to be one of those competitors oh, that wears it like a badge of honor? I just nerds. compete in this competitively, but I don't try at all. Of course not. Of course not. Yeah, love me. Uh, <laughs> my pick for you guys. I bet you chose Coen Brothers and the Two Thousands. And I say that because um, I say that 2000s because it's age thing. I feel like, you know, honestly, you've you kind of growing up in the 2000s when you just start getting into movies. I feel like that would be a very doable one. Um, um, that and also the Coen brothers in particular, because that is a I feel like it's a very difficult category to study for. I feel like a lot of people think they're good at Coen brothers, but not actually super great on it. But I think you guys are considering it's YouTube. So I'm, you guys kind of are the exception to the rule. Everybody right. thinks they're good at Coen Brothers until you ask them some deep cuts on on Blood Simple. Exactly. Exactly. And then they're like, like <laughs> was the first movie that Francis uh, McDormand starred in by the directed by the Coen Brothers. Exactly. Exactly. It's hard. She's been in like fifty of them. Um, <laughs> but I, I say I went with those just because I feel like a, I feel like I heard a, I heard a few matches where Adam where that was his selected strength, or I've heard him in matches where he ended up getting those questions and he ended up doing well. So that's those are my guesses overall. 
Now for the lethal weapons, Marisol, did you have any picks of what uh, ideas on what the lethal weapons drinks would have been? You know, it's, it's actually interesting. I think I line up with, um, I could see, I could totally see Megs. I can totally see, um, your reasoning, um, mm -hmm. there with, um, with Harrison Ford and, and Cone brothers, right? Those are the two you said. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I, I could, I can understand that. Um, you know, more, if we're playing a match against the lethal weapons, we should try to at least pay attention to stuff that they've done before. So we have, we did watch like, you know, their past matches. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that would, that one kind of, I'm kind of right there with you, or I guess that kind of falls in, in, in the realm of things they would pick, um, which also made it a uh, pretty, pretty calculated, uh, the move that we did next when we, when we did spin and we spun first, um, we didn't make that decision lightly. Um, but we had talked about it before. Um, and right. we were keeping that, we were keeping those kind of things in mind, like you were saying, um, you know, so those would have been, those would have actually probably been my picks too, um, from what they put on. So there you go. Okay. My picks for this, for, uh, for them, for lethal weapons, but have to be Harrison Ford and actors and actresses. Oh, Okay, so leaning on Ethan's I, extensive mm -hmm. Hollywood knowledge to pull some I, Okay. Absolutely, I, I say that, you know, I feel like it's also, um, when it's a broader category like that, it's usually the questions are a tad more surface level, is like what Oscar winner was in this movie? You know, mm -hmm. what, right. what actor director ended up doing this, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, so it is usually because it is so broad, it's a little bit more surface level, but I do think that Ethan Irwin, he's always great in those categories and the actors categories, Jodie Foster, you know, mm -hmm. Julie Roberts, you know, mm -hmm. all that good stuff, you know, so that's why it went with that. But also Harrison Ford, uh, Harrison Ford, he's uh, more commonly known for being more of an action guy an adventure kind of guy. And mm -hmm. as a result, Andrew Guy, <laughs> he's he also mentioned to... some of his favorite movies of all time or definitely in that sphere. So those are my picks for his drinks. They, they mm -hmm. each put on the wheel. I also did low key consider um, um, family films as well as actually something that they might've put on um, because of, okay. because of, um, because of, especially like uh, old matches that um, I had looked at, it does seem to be like, based on what we had seen from the questions from those, it did seem like something that Andrew Guy could navigate, um, mm -hmm. could navigate pretty well. Um, so that was, I, I just remembered that one. That was another one too. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah. Solid. But I think we're all in agreement about that, that Harrison Ford. <laughs> yeah. Um, Harrison Ford's, it's, it's really, you never know where you're going to go with it, with that category. But obviously, you guys succeeded. Yes. Um, okay, well, I'm going to go ahead and play it again and continue. Um, now, you ended up uh, initially spinning swords and soundtracks. Now, that's where it's, that. that that's just where it's sitting. Uh, they I think spin Harrison. Started. Yeah. You oh, guys, you guys, you guys, they spin Harrison Ford first. On, and they on the first one. Totally yeah. right. Forget me. Um, we also did get a super chat from Mr. Mukbang Review saying thanks for Hi. a great match and for being here, Marisol. That you did great. Did you have a favorite film of 2020? And the answer uh -huh. is 100% Little Women, right? Thank you so much, huh? <laughs> the answer is Little Women, right? That's 2019. That's, that's 2019, that 2019. 
It is 2019. What year is it even? <laughs> well, to be fair, <laughs> Little Women came out in, was it December of 19? Yeah, yeah, I think it was yeah. like, so I didn't, yeah, I didn't it was like see the third it week in December. Day. Yeah, I didn't oh, see it okay. until this year. So, so for you, it's a 2020 film, but. Fair it's about 1917. 19, uh, the movie 1917 wasn't, uh, it was uh, released in festivals in December and November of 2019, but mm -hmm. it is technically considered a 2020 film because it didn't it's get another a, one of those. It, a wide release until January of 2020. I mean, sneaky, sneaky, technically, sneaky with so many of those like award contenders, though, like they don't a lot of them don't necessarily like they don't necessarily get wide releases, though. So like yeah. their limited release like that that's happened in like October, November, December, Untouch Gems, for example. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's usually like I, I've always usually just associated that that go if you know you're like a serious like Oscars contender, like that limited release is your, is your official US release as far as I'm concerned. But that's just me. But that makes it very difficult for if we're gonna be going into a category like movie release date, so. It, that Girl, one, that don't, one get, oh, uh -oh I feel whole I, nother thing. Did I, did I start something? <laughs> I think we might have just no. started something here. <laughs> no, but I've had many a, a debate and conversations with people about um. What is that point that you say that something was in theaters mm. and it's and it's mm. an exasperating conversation to have um, because of all the things that you said, like, do you count mm. when, you know, it dropped in the South by Southwest Film Festival? Do you count, you know, like, like, do you do you think about Venice or do you think about when it was specifically like released into uh, limited, it came out in limited release, like like domestically, or do you factor in? Do you factor in? Okay, it went wide, you know, over like fifteen hundred theaters, and it officially went wide. Um, everybody's got a different answer, or do you just go off of what IMDb says? And you can't trust IMDb because mm -hmm. <laughs> because IMDb will. Uh, never mind. Uh, yeah, yeah. It will, it will something at you so much so quickly. <laughs> IMDb will pick the most obscure festival that it happened to show in in September of like mm -hmm. 2001 when it came out into theaters that like domestically and it came out into a lot of theaters and everything in like 2002. IMDb mm -hmm. will pull that all the time. And they'll put the year before. Mm -hmm. But that's uh, not here. Do you want to pause on this for um, yes. I'm gonna pause on for this for because I know this okay. moment in particular, um, this category in particular in general for you for the Harrison Ford, there is a handful of uh, questions that you really took the lead on. This one especially, but did you wanna is there anyone anything about it that you kind of wanted to mention? Yeah. Um other than this was this was playing it, I, I just I just appreciate there were some that I took the lead on because Adam and I work so well together because we mm -hmm. we not only do we make sure you can't go into a match without knowing your partner and knowing what your mm -hmm. partner knows like how are you supposed to really play together if you guys aren't in sync on that level like yeah. I know what he knows and he knows what I know like like mm -hmm. we 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 have that down and I think that's really I think that's reflected really well in in our round two um and and that's why yeah I he naturally I'm able to take the lead on some of these questions um and he takes the lead on others uh for this one I was this was just we aired on the side of caution oh, so you had your initial guess was ultimately correct but yeah you had that just enough shadow of a doubt 
it it was just so I was I was honestly I was ninety percent sure it was a cello. I've seen that movie a handful of times when I was younger, <laughs> um, and I was ninety percent sure it was a cello. Um, it just it, it it just was it worth to take the swing? I I didn't think that if there was even just a shadow of a doubt, I didn't think it was impressive or worth it for us to swing on something that that I wasn't a hundred percent sure about. Um, so, and, and I knew that I was right. I knew that I knew enough that a cello was most likely right. So if we go to one point, we already had a, a good, uh, comfortable lead at this point. Like I felt good about the lead mm -hmm. that also factored into it too. If we could just go to multiple choice, so I just, I could just eke that 90% to a hundred percent. We were both on the same page, which is why Adam suggested the multiple choice. It was worth it. So we did it. Yeah. And that's, we, when I go in and analyze somebody's gameplay as far as you know whether they're checking down a multiple choice or mm -hmm. staying two points you know it's not just about the pure number and accuracy itself it's like where are you at during the game do you feel like you have that kind of leeway to check down a multiple choice um consistently based on how your opponent's been performing or how you feel that they will moving forward so i think it's it's not just a straight numbers game you know i i do a lot of stat stuff, but I also factor a lot of other things mm -hmm. into whether or not someone wasn't sure on a category or if they were just being extra cautious that day. We, or and it was just, yeah, it was just being the cautious because I knew we were both comfortable with this category. Like it mm -hmm. was, it, it, and it's all that kind of preparation and knowing your partner and feeling comfortable with your partner that allows me to just, us to just make that decision without without panic or just second guessing it, we just did. Because I felt mm -hmm. absolutely confident that we were gonna do well on any of the other questions that came in that category. And we did. And I think, yeah, and that confidence that you both have in each other, I think factors into the steals that come up later on in this uh, match as well. Um, mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's definitely, it's, it's a really, really tricky situation, but I, I do want to highlight the big moment that uh, Adam said that losing Marisol and Schmobase is the highlight of my career so far. Yeah. Are you still glowing from your win last night? Oh, Marisol? oh yeah. I, I rubbed it in his face a couple times and a couple texts. Oh yeah. Um, that felt good. That felt good. But no, he is, he was, he was an honorable, honorable, honorable um, competitor. It was, it was, it was a pleasure. It was an honor, sir. I'll, I'll hold on to my victory and I'll cherish it. I'll cherish it. Yes. Yeah. Um, we did also receive another super chat. Just a refund from McBain again. Sorry, my dude. LOL. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't say my movie. Combo regarding movie. Please say, but my question went unanswered. What is your favorite film in 2020? I'm so sorry. sorry. No, you're amazing. <laughs> um, um, oh, duh. See, you get me. You, it's 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 all Alex's fault. She got me. It's she true. triggered me with that. God damn. I did. I did. She brought up I, movie I did. release dates. She, movie release dates. Yeah. She incurred my wrath. Um, I just went blind with rage. Um, uh, uh, twenty twenty. If we're talking about like theatrical releases, um, strictly theatrical releases, the photograph, the photograph. Not that I saw like everything that came out in twenty twenty, but I think the photograph mm -hmm. was my personal favorite of the films that I saw. So far, really? yeah, okay. um, it's it was really oh, yeah. close. It was really close. I did dig. Um, I did dug. I dug. I dug. I did dig Birds of Prey, um, mm -hmm. but um, I think that uh, the photograph eked it out 
just a little more in terms of what it hit me. It was a very mature story, um, very different than a lot of romantic movies about young people falling in love that I had seen. I thought it was, I mm. thought it was a very touching and a story that worked on a lot of levels. I would pick the photograph. Um, in terms of movies that I've seen, like digitally, I'm a little behind on movies um, streaming since then for the rest of 2020, but Cuties is up there. Um, that French film, yeah. Um, yeah. that is one that was really, really, really high up there on the list for me. Um, mm -hmm. Defy Bloods, Spike Lee's new um, new film um, is another one. Um, but I think I think the, the biggest one, the one that impacted me the most right now is Cuties, which got unfairly blasted. Oh, it's just, girl. it's so, I don't know if you're, are you privy to this? Yeah, it's, I won't, mm -hmm. I won't get into it. You can look it up. Yeah. It, it sickens me. It, it really, really, Mm -hmm. really, really chaps my ass, like thinking about how, how this movie just got, it does, man. This I've movie never just, heard that before. Oh, <laughs> it frustrates me. It chaps um, my ass. I don't think Alex has ever heard this. I think we're, we're nigh to breaking her on this. This movie got, it, it, the, the, the hype, the media took it and, and poisoned it. The, the American, yeah. Amer it, it, it got, I'm losing my words. I can't express I, it. Yeah, I, I, I 100% really. feel you. It is, it is, uh, I've had. It was I've done dirty. Food. It was done dirty. Yeah. I've had this debate many a times, uh, you know, with, with friends, uh, but also there's a weird uh, double standard for that versus like other things are totally considered accessible, like baby pageants and child pageants. Don't, uh, I don't want to go started. <laughs> It's only in the state that this movie is 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 a, is is causing an uproar by these hypocrites in this country. I, I don't get me started. Don't get me started. We're not gonna, we're not gonna go into it. We're gonna move on. Is real. Sorry. We're okay. On. <laughs> we're getting off the topic. <laughs> Now, the Lethal Weapons chose, ended up spinning opponent's choice. Huge moment. Mm -hmm. Why did you choose Hitchcock? Um, we chose Hitchcock for a couple reasons. Not just, not just one. Um, and I'll be, I'll be, I'll be honest with you guys on this. I'll be, I'll be a little transparent here. Um, uh, we have, I mean, Adam and I have a lot of movie knowledge. We have a lot of movie you knowledge. Y'all should be scared. Um, yeah, yeah, we do. We do. <laughs> We've seen a lot of movies. Um, we don't just study for them. We've seen a lot of them. Between the two of us, we've seen a lot. Um, one of the movies we've seen a lot of might be Hitchcock. It just might be, you know? Hitchcock's got a lot of movies. Um, so much so, you might have seen enough of them that like, it's not, it doesn't, a, a category like that maybe would scare a lot of people. It doesn't really scare us, you know? Mm. Would we, would we go for it if we spun it ourselves on a first spin? I don't know. Um, cause it is a lot of movies, but would we have confidence in ourselves that if our opponents spun it, that like we could probably pick up the pieces that they might stumble and we could pick up the pieces? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a pretty safe bet. Um, we had a hunch with Ethan because we really knew that in order to win this match, Ethan was a Titan that we had to take down. We had to, we had to, it's like, it's like a Titan with like a little, a little, a little like his, his. A little demon baby? 
Well, yeah, yeah, on his shoulder. So we just had to get the Titan down, you know, you know, and and the whole the whole beast would, would fall down. Um, so he was our focus. Um, he was our focus in strategizing uh, for round two. Um, and it was it was a hunch. It was a hunch with that 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 Ethan would stumble with Hitchcock. It was a hunch, um, and it really paid off because well, you, yeah. The results kind of speak for itself, apparently. apparently well, you see almost with every single question, you see them struggle for it. They're like, mm -hmm. you know, Jimmy Stewart's been in a lot of his movies. Let's go with Jimmy Stewart. And it's like 100% a guess. Uh, there is a slight tumble as well. Um, I was actually very proud I got this question. I was like, Kim Novak, yes. <laughs> um, so that's like the only one I know. <laughs> um, but it's, it's definitely... There's very few categories that Ethan has, we haven't seen Ethan really do well in. And this was the category that really kind of broke him a little bit. You know, you can see Andrew Guy, you know, based on his body, his his body language, you know, he's like, you know, he's just like. He's trying. He's trying, but he's like, at that point, he's just like, oh. Effort. You know, that's what it kind of feels like a little bit. Um, you know, I mean, like, and I don't blame him. It's like, it's, it's pretty, it's a very difficult category to really kind of uh, take on. But also, watching them struggle with these movies, they're like, I didn't even know this was a Hitchcock movie. There's, there's nothing. It, you couldn't have picked a better category, to be honest, on that wheel. Yeah, and I think, I think it did really, because to just, just at least say about these questions, you know, um, some of them were kind of similar to our Harrison Ford questions. They were surface level. Most of them, all of them except for the last one were pretty much surface level Hitchcock questions. Who starred in this Hitchcock movie? Who starred mm -hmm. in this Hitch Hitchcock movie? Who starred in that Oscars. Hitchcock movie? So that could have been a real, a real crapshoot there. Like, you know, like they were just, mm -hmm. they were just surface level enough that if, that if they were both, that if Lethal Weapons was able to just be, if their recall was just like, oh yeah, I remember that movie. It's this guy. I could see that movie. Even mm -hmm. if they hadn't seen it for like a while, you know, they could be like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah I remember that movie. It's this guy. Cause they were mostly like who starred in questions, but, mm -hmm. but it, it does seem like they still weren't films that they had visited um, Andrew said one was like since like high school, um, yeah. so like so like that that really worked in our favor. Um, Ethan's mm -hmm. not, you know, Ethan's not Ethan's like a producer, but not necessarily maybe like a critic. So it, it is up in the air of how much Ethan really would dive back into classic films um, and and review and 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 revisit um, some really older films. Um, that could be something to take into consideration, you know, and and. Maybe that's the situation. Maybe it's not. Like, who knows? We'll never know. But it, 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 it played out the way it did here. Yeah, exactly. I, I definitely agree. You know, it's you know, it's again. You just couldn't have picked, picked a better category for the wheel. We did get another uh, super chat miss from Mr. Antoine Lemon, who says, "As soon as I saw her promo against Bonnie, Marisol became one of my favorite competitors. Well, players. I'm happy she chose to represent the greatest faction of all time. So a lot of love to Corruption and Lemon. Lemon. All right. Very, very. That is that is humbling to hear. Thank you. That is. That is. Hey, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to keep." I'm surrounded by amazing people and I'm going to try to just do right by, by everybody and, and earn, earn my place here. I'm going to keep trying. <laughs> so well, yeah, thanks man. Uh, well, something I do, I am really, I don't want to say I'm, well, I like kind of scr scratch that. I am actually kind of super nervous about it is that Shannon in particular, like I kind of mentioned earlier with my, uh, with my thesis is mm -hmm. that 
it would be a true shame for Shannon to work as hard as she does with the rookies that she has and for them to succeed only to find out she couldn't keep them. She can't keep them all. So because she can only have three competitors going into next season and, you know, corruption, obviously they're staying together. I mean, they got to stay in there, you know? So I'm really curious as who that third person is being the next few people out, but I'm sure some managers are reaching out to you and being like, Hey, what's up? Am I wrong? Um, I, I'll, I'll say this. I, I am, I am prepared for, I, I'm aware of the reality of the situation. Um, especially, especially, you know, with like, a like a match, like with the team's tournament, you know, dropping. Um, and I know that there are eyes, I know that there are, there are eyes, eyes on deception in the team's tournament and, and how well we do. Um, I am, I am anticipating and just preparing myself for the four, four offers, you know, you know, cause I, and that's, that's the best that I can do on my end is to just prepare myself for, for the offers, the approaches for people who approach me. You know, I can't say, I, I can't say what I will do. I mean, I mean, who knows such things? Mm -hmm. Um, but but I have been trying to get myself in the mindset of of a situation I've never been in before, <laughs> um, mm -hmm. uh, and trying to trying to prepare for all 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 approaches, all 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 angles that people are going to come at me, or, or all ways that people are going to spin this and be like, "Come over here, girl," you know, or you know, "Stay with and us, come join the cool kids," you know. We're we're about to go into the big moment actually mm -hmm. into the final question this oh. this this point oh yeah was, wait was, okay was Sorry. very fun i'm actually was a, i'm actually gonna turn up the volume for this actually wait scratch that i'm gonna turn up the volume uh for this one i have to like redo it and share it one second this was definitely a very very fun moment to watch an elderly an elderly woman disappears while traveling on right, what mode of transportation your opponents guessed a ship. So there's only know? like there's only like one or two other yeah. options realistically. <laughs> um I do have if, if we're time's running out, I do have the answer if we need to give it. And five. Okay, Adam, it's a train. Three. Two train, final answer. You pull out the final question on your own. Deception! <laughs> Shannon's face. Oh, Shannon. She is so pleased. Oh, and rightfully so. You guys did amazing. Yeah, that, that always makes it worth it. That moment seen um shannon's reaction like when they pulled her back up from backstage that that that, that mm -hmm. that's when i was just like okay <laughs> this, is, this is this is i'm really feeling this she was i felt i just felt it radiating i felt her joy just like radiating hey, well, well i know we don't really talk all the much we don't go into a post uh post matches interviews and stuff all that much but i do kind of want to ask you know what is your relationship with shannon as a manager what does she do for you as a competitor um she she looks out for me as a person first 
Mm-hmm. Um, that's what she does. And so she makes me want to play for her just as a person before mm-hmm. um, as a, as, as a competitor. Like she doesn't, she's not, I don't know how to say this without sounding like cheesy. You know, she's not, <laughs> she's not cracking the whip. Like she wants me to be there to win. And that's what I have to do or else like, you know, like she's gonna, she's gonna, she's gonna fry me. You know, mm-hmm. like she, she's gonna toss me out like garbage. Um, she wants me to be, to be the best, be all that I can be. Um, I swear, you're she, gonna cry. No, 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 not at all. No, 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 no. Um, she wants, she wants. Um, I mean, I'm not gonna speak for for anybody else, but like the relationship that I that, that I have with her, she wants. Um, she wants me to to find everything that pretty much motivates. She wants it to just come from within. Wherever wherever I have mm-hmm. set the level for or set the bar for for what I want for myself and how successful I want to be, that's where she wants to push me to. You know, she's not setting she's not setting the expectation. She's mm-hmm. she's she's inspiring me to to. Mm-hmm to expect more from myself. I don't know how to say, I don't know how to say that in the right way. Um, but yeah, she's always just been in my corner, rain or shine. She's always put my, like where my headspace is like first, like my, my well being before like any objective or any goal, you know, of course, of course we want to win at the same time, but she's always made it just abundantly clear that, 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 that's not, that's not, my value to her. Like that's not, Mm -hmm. that's not, she doesn't quantify me like that. Um, And that, that has been, that has been true from, from day one. Uh, And it's, it's something I don't, I don't see, you don't find that kind of, you don't find that easily. Um, And that speaks to Shannon as a person. beyond even Shannon as a, as a manager in trivia in the trivia competition. Um, and that's what makes her distinctive. And, and by turn, what makes her distinctive as a manager in this competition, what makes her cut above and so unique um, and so special. Um, and when you motivate people genuinely inside out for the right reasons by what is true to them, you're gonna get superstars. You're going to get, you're gonna bring out the best, you're gonna, light a fire under their ass for a reason other than like, yeah, we just want to win, you know? Um, and that's something that she's pulled out of me. It's something that this, this family, this corruption family has pulled out of me and the people that I've met in it. Um, and it does start with Shannon um, because she made it all happen. So, you know, I kind of like her. <laughs> sounds yeah. like it. I, so fingers crossed that it sounds like you definitely want to stay there overall. Um, it would be very difficult to, <laughs> it would be very, it would be a hard act to follow. It would be a, an adjustment, it seems yeah, like. Yeah, um, do quite. Yeah, I, I do think that, you know, every manager is different. We always have to take, remember that it's, oh, okay. Um, yeah, so it's, you know, it's very difficult, you know, but also go, like I said, you know, going into, going into Schmodown, it's very weird process, especially as a rookie, you know, in this virtual setting, there's a lot of pressure, you know, obviously. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, her really kind of taking hold of that and really taking ownership of that and really just 
whooping ass some really great rookies is, you know, speaks for itself. You, you better? Oh, we can't hear you. Speak no evil. Um, in the meantime, we did receive some super chats again from an Antoine Lemon. It would be awesome. It, it would be a awesome heel move to drop Mike Callen. <laughs> Marisol, do you think Shanna could ever, whatever, drop Mike? I, so, Kalinowski is corruption. <laughs> we all realize this, right? I mean, is that ever even an option? <laughs> is that I, even an option? Are we still talking about that? Like that's an option? I heard <laughs> I, mentioned that he will refuse to play if he's drafted by anyone else. I think there's heel move, and then I think there's just like Lucifer, how, like, you know. And I, think, <laughs> like, and I think even like Jeff. Satan. Yeah, yeah, and and, <laughs> and I think yeah, yeah, and then yeah, there's there's heel move, and then there's just like you know like. Mm -hmm. He who must not be named, you know, and yeah. and and Kalinowski. There is no corruption without Kalinowski. Do you, uh, well, I feel like that's something a manager does. Is that a manager really sets the tone of the faction, as far as like what you expect from your faction mates and all that good stuff. Um, Megs, in particular, specifically, is there any manager that you could easily picture? Marisol being a part of potentially in the near future? Oh, Marisol in particular. Um, I could see her fitting in very well with, um, I would say something like swag maybe. Just again, more of that camaraderie style of a faction. Uh, they all yeah. seem to blend together really well. Um, so I could definitely see you jumping into that uh, mentality really easily. Um, Beyond that, um, it would be fun to see you with Kaiser, but I don't know if that necessarily mm -hmm. would be the smartest move. It would be fun, but again, I don't know mm -hmm. if that's necessarily the, the best move. Mm -hmm. You went I, right for our two biggest rivals there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I guess hey, it's a dungeon know? arrival. At this point. <laughs> <laughs> they were at one point, I think. At one point. I specifically. Exclusively, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't know why, but I can easily picture it. I, I and I and I'm like it, it's like it shouldn't be one that I can associate you with, but for some reason, I feel like Gucci would want you. Want oh. you? Oh, absolutely. And I no, I can I can picture him drafting you. I feel like it would be very out of character and everything, but I can easily picture him managing you or I can easily picture you doing it. I don't know if he would do it successfully that's a big if but I could see it happening I don't I don't necessarily want it but again I could visualize it very well I I could visualize it too I don't think I'm ready to hear Gucci's pitch if it if that day ever comes I I, I'd have to brace myself for that. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I do kind of want to mention specifically that it's with Gucci, something he I feel like he does really well is that he is able to, from what I've been told, that he is able to really bond really well with his faction. He is able to um, really create that, like you said, that kind of family dynamic, that environment for, and very, that feeling for his faction that they are supported. Obviously, with all the recent losses, you know, the belt losses in particular uh, for 
um, for the faction it hasn't really done well for him, but like prior to Ben Bateman losing and founding fathers not succeeding and everything, obviously, you know, they, they said nothing but amazing things about how Gucci was, you know, for them as like a faction mm-hmm. family. So I could easily picture it. And plus, I don't feel like you need someone over your shoulder to make sure you're studying or staying off of your ship, but you do need someone to help you there with strategy and for just general motivation and everything. So that's what I think he could provide. And not to mention, he's probably going to like redraft someone like, like, like a pretty awesome champion or something like that. And, you know, as a result, that'd be a good source of knowledge. I mean, hey, that's, that's, that is an argument. (laughs) Yeah, there's, I think just between you and Adam, there's, I think everyone is in agreement when I say there's gonna be a lot of eyes on you guys as like the, the big rookies going into the next season. So yeah, we're gonna see how that goes next draft 2021. That's gonna be really interesting, which actually brings us to our speaking of dramas. Uh, you know, we're gonna be going into our next segment, our last segment of our tonight's breakdown, which is Schmodown Fan Fiction, which is a where we're just essentially pitching a storyline that could evolve from this match in particular. Now, well, let's start with Mix. Can you pitch us mm-hmm. uh, your own Schmodown Fiction for this match? So, being Action Army at the core, though I am very uh, objective on most every other things at my core, you know, Ben and Drew are the guys that I have followed from the beginning. Um, I want to see cutscenes involving Drew kind of devolving back into some of the antics we were seeing at the beginning of the season where he was maybe losing, maybe losing a grip a little bit. He seemed to kind of bring it back around a little bit here lately, but then something's going to, something's going to tip him off again. Um, Mm -hmm. So I could see this being a, a tipping point for him again. That's because I've missed all the great storylines that we usually get. So that's more that's fair. my my draw for that. I can easily picture that. Absolutely. Marisol, would you like to go next or would you like me to go? You go. I'm still brewing. Okay. You <laughs> brew away because I'm going to pitch it. I mentioned a little bit earlier, but I'm going to go for it again. <laughs> Andrew Guy is going to be a manager coming season 2021. Why? Because he's going to like, this is a whole setup. This is a conspiracy. Hashtag mm-hmm. the Shmominati is real and he's running it. And he is going to be coming out next season as the manager of the Droogs. Okay. As part of the, the as far as, and Adam, just give me a heads up. I am stealing your name that you made it because they are going to be the inglorious dastards. It's <laughs> on season 2021 and you know manager he's going to be a manager and or he's at least going to be an advisor and i could easily picture him having a promo or something right before at the end of spectacular being like yeah y'all suck you know this is all sham no f this nah you know, and I could easily picture him just uh, doing whipping out a promo and just like, going full ham, taking ownership of the Droogs next season. Because let's face it, I love Ken Napsuck. He was forced into it. 
It was not his first choice. <laughs> he didn't want to be there. Like, he took it on because, you know, Christian, like, begged him to. So. Brought was, him with money, you know, those checks. It was an unpredictable situation. They they, they spun it <laughs> the best way they could, you know, and, and, and yeah, and we all saw what happened. <laughs> That's a rough um, place for any faction to be in. It is. It's. It. Yeah. It's. it's yeah. It's really difficult for sure. Um. Weston Iro says real quickly. Collins isn't re really a rookie. He has home field advantage in the digital format. And also, how dare you? He was. He is one hundred percent a rookie. He's he played is considered a rookie by the league. Four, but he is totally a rookie. <laughs> what? Come on now. Um. But also, Adam just wants to read from. I'm not a fan of this uh, other manager talk. <laughs> I know it's making me itchy. I know. I, know. I, said, I said they'd have to work. They'd have to work pretty hard. <laughs> they'd have to work pretty, pretty hard. They'd have to make a great pitch. Yeah, it's going to be interesting it. to see. It's going to be very interesting to see how um, how much certain competitors are going to try and assert. Uh, authority during draft of making it obvious that if you draft me, I will demand a trade. Cause yes, a manager can only sign three competitors at the beginning of the year before the draft, but how much more are they going to want to try and finagle with other managers to say, well, I, if you don't take, if you don't take this person, mm -hmm. I will let you have this one. There's so I, much more dynamic that can go into this draft mm -hmm. even before with last year. Mm -hmm. I literally can't picture anyone in the Droogs being like, I actively want to keep Ken as manager. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Whitney, nah, he's like casual, you know, he's like, whatever, you know, Maybe. Brandon yeah. Hanna, he, he's There's actively no looking for other management, like Alonzo. Brandon would want to keep yeah. Ken so Brandon can keep managing himself. He doesn't want somebody up That's, there. He just wants... I, I, he I just want totally somebody on autopilot. That. Yeah. You know, that makes sense. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Someone that let him take the reins. But any other real competitors? Like, you know. I know. You make a I'll good say Jader is the only, and Jader also kind of just let, he seems somewhat Hannah. different to, to either Hannah or Knapsack. He, he was kind of like, Hannah was more the manager in that match. Oh, I just realized I, I am so sorry, my fan. I keep re I uh, missed your super chat earlier. I apologize. Got lost in the conversation. I missed it. I apologize. Um, I'm going to see if I can pull it up real fast. My fan reviews ask Marisol, what did you study in college? Just curious since you seem to have a broad and deep areas of experience. Love your voice and confidence too. Oh, oh. <laughs> wow. You were the best. It's <laughs> a good dude. Um, or gal, I don't know who you are. Um, but um, uh, what did I study in college? Well, uh, I'll give you a hint. Uh, it's film. Um, <laughs> it's it's movies. Uh, yeah. Um, specifically, um, film, film theory, and uh, video production uh, were were my focuses, my areas of study um, <laughs> in school. Um, in school, and I and I'm always open to more um, when it comes to that. Uh, I, yeah, that's. I mean, I I love movies in in 
360 way. You know, I love to, I love to, I love to talk about them. I love to watch them and I love to explore them academically. I'm really gung ho about them. I like to make them. I like to edit them. I am all about them. So it kind of starts and stops with that in terms of, in terms of studies, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Very much like uh, Rachel Cushing in that aspect, I imagine. Mm -hmm. And thank you again, McBain Reviews, for, yeah, just keeping the lights on with us with C2A. We really appreciate it. And I apologize <laughs> for missing the super chats. I apologize. Um, okay. You heard our Schmodown fan fiction. What's your Schmodown fan fiction tonight? I mean, you, you, you really, you really, um, took the cake with that one. Um, that one would be pretty enticing. Um, but I'm kind of thinking, Megs, you got me thinking, you know, Andrew Guy is, he is, he is pretty erratic. He is all over the place. He is all over the place. He's tried a couple things um, and they've ended up in a couple pretty, pretty rough KOs. You know, you know, he's, he's tried to dig, dig deep, find different sides of himself, of his personality. And, and, you know, it's not, it's not yielding quite the results. I'm sure he was, he was hoping for. Um, so I think, I think it's time to, to, when, you, when that happens and you dig deep and you, you go back to the drawing board and you figure out, you go back and figure out what's wrong. I think that he might, um, he might have a rebirth again. And I think he might come full circle and might felt, find himself feeling a little more debonair and a little more, a little more, uh, a little more polished and a little more, a little more focused and with a, um, a much, uh, clearer agenda than he had before. And I think he would actually might surprise us and come out like completely, just completely faced, completely turned around just with a halo on his head, having turned a new heel or not heel, um, <laughs> but turned, <laughs> turned a new cheek next season. Um, you know, what if, what if the darkness, what if the Shmominati was not, was not the way, like, what if, what if he Shmominati is the Shmominati and, 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 you know, it's all, it's, it, it just, it just disappears completely. Would that be, would that be too blasphemous? Would that be too extreme? Would that be pulling out the, the rug from under us too much? I don't know. What if, what if just the light comes through the clouds and, and we get a completely, completely different Andrew guy next season? Um, um I, I think it's, I think it's kind of, you kind of maybe realize is that for a, for a competitor that's played like, maybe three matches total this season, he's had probably the biggest character jumps. Oh, story Out of anyone. Yeah. All season. Yeah. Um, he's had it like the Shmobinati thing. He was the debonair at the beginning. You know, he, you know, he mm -hmm. was that, you know, you know, the retirement uh, announcement late last year, you know, there's, he's mm -hmm. been through a lot this season. <laughs> That's, it's been a whole bunch. Um, um, yeah, so, yeah, which link quite a bit for sure. Okay, guys, that's it for us for this uh, for this episode of Call to Breakdown with C2A. And we're going to go ahead and go around and just kind of let you guys know where you can find us on all that good stuff. So Marisol, as our guest, you can start off with you. Where can we find you and your beautiful face? Or not find you? Um, I uh, You can find me here on, on Movie Trivia Schmodown and maybe some after shows when you guys, um, when you guys uh, wanna have me on and I'll gladly join on. Um, occasionally, occasionally on Twitter um, at uh, Marisol underscore Mariah, M-I-R-I-A-H. 
um, occasionally on the fan page on Facebook. And um, more recently, I'm talking about movies, uh, reviewing movies, and and talking about the movies that I saw on Letterboxd, um, which is my name as well, Marisol Mariah on Letterboxd. So that's me. Mm -hmm. uh, have you watched any movie recently on Letterboxd that you had? Um, I have. I'm a little behind. I need to like kind of flood it with everything that I've watched. Um, I I am I am a little behind. I am a little behind. Um, yeah, the most uh, recent movie I actually watched was was Dave. Actually, this one. Oh yeah, that might be me. You might have found me. It's almost like I followed. I have been following you for like it ages. Is. Crazy like that. Um, yeah, and thank you for watching House Party from like 1990. I appreciate. Oh my that. god, that movie! <laughs> that movie! That movie is doing so during this pandemic. Um, that movie is life affirming. Oh my god! Everybody, go watch House Party right now. I love how be safe during be safe during the holidays mm -hmm. and just watch mm -hmm. house party instead and you'll just get all the good feels and the vibes it'll make up for it it's okay it's so weird and fun and oh, it's, it's, it's great overall. Uh, real quickly, another super chat from Mr. Adam Collins, your teammate. Oh, yeah. Check out Deception on the Cinefanatics tonight at 10 o'clock EST as well. Yes, guys, it's going to yeah. be both then too. So yeah, that's going to be a good one. Mm -hmm. uh, and now over here, Ms. Megs, where can we find you, your beautiful face, and as well, all your awesome stats. Yes, so I post the statistics uh, usually after the 24-hour spoiler window on the MTS pages, as uh, so the main page as well as the uh, faction pages. If you want to follow along with me personally, Megs underscore reclaimed on Instagram and Twitter, where I do do my statistics stuff there, as well as things that are going on in my life personally. And you will always find me here on C2A doing breakdowns and other assorted shows, as well with this lovely lady up here, Alex Mack, where can we find you? You can actually find me on Twitter at real underscore Alex Mack over there, but also all the descriptions uh, in the description box below is where you can actually find all of our names for the social media. So I just want to give you a heads up there. You can also find me posting Cinema Bias with Video Drew. We dive into movies that challenge us. We are both watching a movie for the very first time, Fast Five from the oh. Fast and Furious franchise because I've never seen any of the sequels from the movie. And so oh. that is a movie that's chosen wow. for us. And neither has her, Drew. She's never seen any of the sequels from Fast and Furious franchise. So I was gonna be excited mm -hmm. to dive into that. I also co-host uh, Mornings of the Outlaw where we dive into movie news, stuff that's gonna be going on tomorrow. So heads up there, definitely come hang out. But yes, guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Please like and subscribe and please leave a comment. That would be much, much appreciated. And just keep watching movies and wear a mask, you know? It'd be really, really cool. Movies right. are love. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Bye, bye, -bye. guys. Enjoy your day.